Welcome to the training room. I'm your host, Paul Tremlin. This is a podcast show presented by Extreme Baseball and Softball Club, where myself, network trainers, and other special guests will discuss player and coach development topics, as well as how to win it right on and off the field. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the show. Today is going to be episode four. And I'm here with Chris Fair again, who is, if you guys didn't watch episode three, the youth baseball director of Extreme Baseball and Softball Club. You're also the head coach for 16U Elite National Baseball Team for Extreme as well. (laughs) And so, uh, first of all, welcome back. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. To the show. And uh, we're going to go ahead and cover part two today. And for those who have not listened or watched episode three, which covers part one of youth sports, the marathon mindset. Mm-hmm. then you need to go do that right now. We're going to be talking about the next two phases. Before we get there, I want you to go ahead and recap for us what part one was all about. Yeah, Paul, so you know, we, we, we were talking about this idea of running the marathon as a, as a, youth, uh, as a youth coach. And um, well, that's important for us to understand is that, you know, when we are developing young athletes um, through, you know, really any sport, but we've been talking a little bit more specifically baseball and softball um, here, uh, we have to think of it as a, it's a long-term journey. It's a long-term ride, you know, so we have to think of it that way. That's, you know, that, that's the, the whole mindset that we have to have is that, you know, whether I'm, when I'm taking an athlete from, you know, five, six, seven years old, all the way up through junior high, high school, uh, maybe into college, or if they have, you know, dreams of, of, of playing professionally one day, um, I have to think of it as a, as a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not a season by season uh, type of mentality. I've got to think of it um, holistically and I've got to think about it in, in the long term. So we started talking about that a little bit last week and our last time. And then, um, we went into this idea of culture um, and you know if, if, if or any youth sports environment I have to create a positive culture I have to create a, a, a culture um, that is that is um, inclusive to to coaches and players and um, and families you know and families of players parents of players you know we have to create a uh, an environment where um, we are we're there to help build the athlete again for the long term um, and when we do that we avoid some of the pitfalls that we see with youth sports when coaches decide to sprint rather than to run the marathon there you go yeah so now we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go into phase two where you were talking about building a team the right way and so phase two is going to focus on development you've established a culture as a coach the right culture now it's time for coaches to focus on the development of their athletes so let's start our deep dive into phase two yeah so you know now that we've we've set the groundwork of having a understanding that we're in this for the right reasons that we're running the marathon um, that we have now established a culture with um, our team with our coaching staff with our parent group we've established uh, the, the correct culture that we would like to see so now we have to develop now we do have to uh, allow athletes to thrive and allow athletes to get better um, because if we want them to run this marathon and we want them to continue to play this game for a long period of time, uh, they do have to get better, right? They do have to, they do have to excel. Um, so as they get older, um, the funnel gets smaller. They get into junior high ball and now they have to kind of funnel into, into a, a certain school district. Same thing when they get to high school, then maybe if they have dreams of playing college ball or, or, or professional ball, the funnel continues to get smaller. So as we 
take our athletes up through uh, through their life, um, we have to make sure that we are continuing to um, allow them to develop so that they can continue to play the game. And then we all know that if we're better at the game and we are um, having some success in the game, then we enjoy the game more and we want to continue to play. So that's an important part for our athletes that are that are in sports. For our cases, baseball and softball. Um, we want them to continue to play, not only because we believe that they can excel in those sports, but because uh, we believe that there are a lot of characteristics and a lot of life lessons and a lot of things that they learn through those sports. And so we need them to continue to play. And so for them to do that, uh, we have to be able to develop them. So I'm a coach. I bought already into the fact that I need to build the right culture. And now I'm being bought into, I got to focus on developing my athletes. What are some practical steps that I as a coach can go through to help my athletes develop. Yeah, so I think that the first thing we have to kind of just get out in the open is that when we're talking about development and we're talking about coaching, we have to understand that, that all of us um, sit in a different spot when it comes to um, you know, our knowledge of the game or our experience inside of the game, whatever that sport might be. So I think that we have to get that out on the, on the table first, that, you know, this youth athletics brings all kinds, you know, we'll, we will have, you know, some coaches that maybe played a lot of ball growing up or played in college or maybe professionally, and, and they, they feel like they have a pretty solid knowledge base of, of, of the game. Um, and then we have some that, that really may not. They may just um, be willing to you know create the right culture and create a team and, and, and create the ability for athletes to get better. Um, and we need, those kind of, we need those kind of coaches as well. Um, but they may not feel like they have this wealth of knowledge to share, to share with, with their players. And so I think that what we gotta understand is that's okay. Whatever level we're sitting in, um, that's okay. What's important for us to all understand is that we all have to have the growth mindset of we need to get better ourselves um, to allow our athletes to get better. In this day and age, there are so many resources out there. Information that maybe you, uh, a club that you would be involved in provides, kind of like we do with, with, with Extreme, or you know, there is a wealth of internet resources, there's, there's a wealth of coaches clinics, there's a wealth of information out there, books and, and, and podcasts and so on and so forth. So the information is out there, we just have to be willing to want to go and get that information and to be able to kind of use it wisely. So I think that's the first thing is that as coaches, we have to be willing to say, okay, if I want my co my players to continue to get better, now nah, I have to want to continue to get better as well, just in my knowledge and in the way that I the way that I do things, you know. Um, so that's the so I think that's the first one. Um, then I think from a team perspective, we have to commit to training as a team. You know, we, there is a difference between reps practice and a practice where we are implementing new things where we are learning you know um, and there's there's room for both inside of the game um, but what we have to be willing to focus on is the the details the development what what are those things that we can teach to get our players from where they are to the next step we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna enter into our first segment of the day we're gonna go into tweet of the week where coach fair is gonna talk about how coaches can in fact better develop themselves so they can better develop their athletes so we'll be back after the break
Hey guys, welcome to uh, Tweet of the Week. So we've been talking about player development and the, the development mindset from a coach. And so I wanted to share just a very simple uh, tweet with you. Um, this tweet is from uh, Coach Josh Hayes. Um, and I don't personally know uh, Coach Hayes, but I think that what he posted here just speaks to the mindset of, of, of development and of growth, okay? Um, so he took a video um, of a, uh, a lecture that he saw at the uh, ABCA convention, and he just tweeted that drill. And he said, you know, learn this drill at ABCA um, in January 2019. 19, excited, excited to start baseball season at my new school tomorrow and get these and start these guys out with this drill. Okay, um, so he basically is just pointing out, hey, I'm learning as a baseball coach. I'm going to take those things and I'm going to implement them with my players uh, to become better. You know, and uh, and that's the the basis of player development, right? Is that um, we all have knowledge to share. There's so much knowledge out there that we can find and we can use that knowledge to develop our players. Welcome back from the break. A lot of coaches talk about how development is an easy uh, topic to focus on in the off season, during the winter, early spring. Once they get to the season though, this is where a lot of coaches feel like they run into some roadblocks or they feel like, now I, I can't focus on development, I just have to compete. Or maybe they don't know how they can you know, transition what they see on the field into practice to help their athletes continue to develop. So let's go ahead, let's dive to in-season development. Yeah, so and, and absolutely right that the, there is a again a balance there. Um, whenever we get in season, we obviously start playing more, we start practicing a little bit less, um, and so we can find sometimes that there is a little bit of a challenge in the in developing athletes when we are in season. So we have to focus on that a little bit, a little bit more. We got to think about it a little bit harder um, as we're going as we're going through the season. Obviously, the natural thing that coaches think about is practice, right? If I'm going to develop an athlete, they have to be able to practice and not just get game reps, right? So I have to make time in our schedule to be able to do that. You know, we should still have a weekly practice, even if we are playing in a league or we're playing tournaments or, or whatever. We have to still make time to get together as a team and say, okay, here's some things that we've been seeing um, in the games, and here are the ways that we're gonna, you know, develop that or help that help us to become better by that. You know, so um, so one, we got to look at our schedule. We got to look at our schedule and make sure that it's appropriate because again. Um, again, we see we see examples of it all the time when 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 athletes at a young age play too much. Um, a lot of times they peak rather early in the season, and then really the back you know two thirds to one third of the season is just kind of a downhill slide. You know they see their development go down, they see their success go down, um, their attitude deteriorates a little bit. You know, um, so we have to make sure that we are creating a schedule that allows a good balance of playing, having fun, competing, um, but then also, you know, time spent practicing and, 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 and learning together. Um, and I think the second part is just as coaches, we have to be very intentional with the way that we manage games. Um, one, to allow for development, right, to allow for some development, um, but then two, to also recognize when development is needed. Okay, so I'll kind of talk about those two real quick. Um, when I say allow for development, I mean that, you know, we have to, if we want our athletes to develop, we have to put them in situations to be able to develop, okay? And I know we're not talking, this isn't a, a, a playing time or a, or a lineup management talk today. We can do that another day if we want to, but, uh, but um, we do have to think of as coaches, you know, when we are, when we're in game, we, we have to think about, okay, who's playing what positions, when are they playing those positions, um, and where do I want to see those athletes 
develop, you know, um, and so that can be part of it. That can be part of our in-season development is, is you know, making sure that we're, we're allowing the right opportunities for, for, for development pieces to happen. If we don't allow an athlete the opportunity to develop, then, then they won't develop. And then I think the second thing is during those games, when we're inside of those games, really focusing on not just you know, not just being a spectator, not just, okay, what's happening? Are we winning? Are we losing? But really looking at each play, everything that's happening on the field and looking at ways that we can improve, okay? And at the same time, looking at ways that looking at things that we're doing really well already. So we can praise those things. We can spend our time on, you know, talking about, hey, the hard work we've put into those and look how good we've gotten at these skills or these situations. Um, but then taking that a step further and recognizing, okay, we could be better at this. We could be better at this. This player struggles with this. Um, you know, kind of making that making that list of things that we can, we can get better at um, and then using what we see to write our next practice plan to to you know do, use that as a our next steps towards development of our athletes all right so we're going to go into our next uh segment uh drill of the week where you're going to go ahead and give us a little bit of a walkthrough of what the back of your scorecard looks like and how you can go from in-game you know moments and wins and things that you need to work on and then transition that into practice development plan so we'll be back after the break All right, guys, so we're going to do our drill of the week here. And again, um, because we're talking a little bit more about, um, you know, creating a culture in youth sports and, and specifically in this segment, we've been talking about uh, how to develop athletes. I want to talk a little bit today about how we can keep our minds right in the game towards developing athletes. OK, so um, I've got a, a whiteboard up here. I want you to think of this as uh, the back of a lineup card. OK, so this is kind of how I use it um, in a game on the back of my lineup card. Um, I like to keep some notes um, and it just helps me to when I see those things in the in the games that either I want to praise or areas that I want to make sure that I put into practice to work on. I kind of write those down on the back of, a, of a, the, my lineup card and um, we will use that to develop a practice plan, right? So, um, so just give you a little glimpse of the back of my uh, lineup card here. So, um, one, you know, I, I always write the umpire umpires' names on the uh, on the top of the card. Um, just good to always uh, know who uh, who your umpires are if you ever, ever have to have a conversation. Um, shout out to a couple dudes there. Uh, and then below that, I'll always have an X column and a check mark column. My check mark column are going to be the things that I've noticed that stuck out to me that we are doing really well. Maybe they're things that we've worked on a lot, and I want to make sure that I take some time to praise those things. So you'll see in this particular game, I'm going to praise our pre-pitch routine, our catcher's pop time, our 0-2 approach. We're getting some Lomos. It's a pitching term. We'll, we'll maybe talk about that on another episode. Um, I'm going to take all of these things, and I'm going to make sure that I work these into my post-game praise. Right? I'm going to make sure that we talk about that we're doing these things really well. Okay. Then on the other side, these are areas that I picked up during the game that I feel like we're not doing a great job of. I um, feel like we need to take a little bit deeper lateral first steps. Tag plays could be a little bit cleaner. Um, our O approach wasn't very good that day. 
and our pitchers need to improve our put them away score, okay? So I'm gonna take all those things and I'm going to take that into a practice plan, right? So at, a, at our next practice, we may do a little trapezoid work to work on deeper lateral first steps. We're gonna do a tag play circuit to make sure we're cleaning this up. Um, we're gonna work a little early count BP competition to get our hitters better at this zero-zero approach. And then finally, we may put our pitchers into some live BP situations in 0-2 counts and see if they can't improve that put them away score. So the whole idea here is just that as games are going on, we're not just a spectator, right? We are still that developmental coach and we're paying attention to what's going on in the game and what knowledge do I need to pull out of that for later use. You know, a lot of times in the heat of battle, um, it's hard to pull these points out at a later time, right? They're fresh in your mind right then. Um, probably not gonna be able to go out to my fielders and make a big difference on this in game, but I can make a big difference on it the next time at practice, okay? So again, this is just kind of an example of the back of a lineup card. You use whatever you, uh, whatever you feel like you can to make the same thing happen. And that's our uh, drill of the week. Last but not lovely least, that we made it full circle to the one phase that everyone truly desires and loves, and that is competition. We have to we have to want to win. We all have a desire to win. That's that's part of athletics, and so we want to have the culture that's got to come first. Um, we want to have uh, the uh, development that's got to come next. But then once those two things are in place, then yes, we do have to at the end of the day, win, right? We, we want to teach our athletes to win. We want to teach our teams to compete. Doing it the right way, right? Doing it the right way. But we, we do want to win. We do want to compete. Because again, if we're going to continue through this game and play for a long time, run that marathon, um, then I have to be a winner. I have to be a winner. You know, it, it, the, the older that I get, um, that is more and more valued by, by a coach, whether we're talking junior high or we're talking high school or we're talking college or pro. Um, I, have to, I have to be able to help a team win, you know. So, so we have to build that into our, to our athletes. And it's just important that um, as a team, we've done it the right way. We've built that good, solid culture so that whether we are, you know, we're having a bad weekend and we lose every game, or we're having a great weekend and we win every game, that we are, our culture is, is steady, you know, and that we aren't going to, our team's not going to blow up because of a, a bad weekend or because of whatever it might, whatever it might be. Um, I'm developing my athletes in a way that, that, that my players and my parents know that I have their best interest in this marathon in mind and then now we got to win now we got to win so um, so again it's okay to win it's okay to go out and go out and compete um, once we find that we are kind of in this in this winning stage and we are starting to you know have some success on the field now our job as coaches is to um, continue to develop continue to to push the pace um, and we can do that on the field by our competition level, you know, in any in any youth sport, and again, we can speak very specifically on baseball and softball because we're in it every day. But in any youth sport, um, there's you can find different levels of competition. You know, you can find different levels of of competition. And so, as a coach, we have to be very strategic with how we are the competition level that we are putting our athletes in. You know. Um, in the early stages, in the in the culture stages, and in the in the development stages, we may play a little bit, you know, lower of a competition level um, because we're developing. We're trying to figure out um, 
where where we where we kind of land amongst the region in in how our team competes. Um, but then when we get into winning, when we start to see some success, now I can't just be satisfied with with just that success at that level. Now I've got to find ways to push the pace a little bit. You know, I've got to find that next level tournament. I've got to find that next level, that next division of league. I've got to find, you know, those things that help us continue to push our athletes to get better. Because if, if we don't push them, um, then they won't they won't get any better, right? If they don't ever fail, then they're not going to they're not going to get any better. You know, so we have to win and we want to have success. But then once we as a coach realize like, okay, we've kind of capped out at this certain level, then we've got to be able to kind of push it, you know, up to the next level and, and, and be okay with that. At some point, these youth athletes that we have, they're going to have to go and they're going to have to, you know, try out for their junior high team. They're going to have to make their high school team. They're going to be playing for college coaches one day. And we're, we're not, we're doing them a disservice if we're just keeping them in an area where they can just be successful all the time. Because again, when that funnel gets smaller, um, they'll be in for a rude awakening you know so we have to we have to be able to um to work them through that that was honestly my personal experience so i played legion ball out in california um legion ball might have been a little different you know um, however many years ago that was you know 15 plus years ago when i was playing um i remember if you made like your a team legion ball team during the summer you were like oh that's the team i want to play for because the summer going in to my senior year and I got invited to play for a scout team in Los Angeles. And let's just say my first outing when I showed up, I had no reason being there whatsoever. You know, now I had competed really, really well in Legion ball and I was a good player. You know, I contributed to my team in high school and I was playing varsity ball. But all of a sudden I got introduced to this world, this, this scout ball world. And all of a sudden I'm throwing against guys like Mike Moustakis and Dominique Deanna and I had no reason being there. You know, it was such a rude awakening. I remember my first outing, I, I went out there and I'm throwing, you know, 83, 84 miles an hour and I just get shelled. And it was just so embarrassing. And I left and, you know, I almost was, I was with my dad and I was like, you know, should I even go, like, is, am I in the right place? Like, do I even belong to play in this? And my dad just told me, he's like, you know what, why don't you just give it all you got? Like literally go out there and you know, you'll either sink or swim. So right now I was sinking, you know, I went out there with my first outing and I was clearly sinking. Something in my mind switched, like literally switched. And I became all of a sudden like this bulldog. And I kid you not, I mean, I literally made a seven mile an hour jump. And I really believe that happened because I played at that scout league, because I was facing the highest caliber of hitters in California. Um, it's the only reason why I went to play collegiate baseball. It's the only reason I went to play professional baseball is because I was thrown into an environment that it was all or nothing. So in episode three, you talked, you actually shared in your 3D topic of the week is uh, what it means to be a 3D coach. And so my question to you is, can you be a 3D coach and can you also win at the same time? I don't think there's any 3D coach that would tell you that it's either or, um, you know, a three-dimensional coach before they were three-dimensional, they were just a coach and, and every coach wants to win so just because just because we became three-dimensional in our thinking does not mean that now we no longer you know have that itch itch to win um we we we, we still very much do and we and we should that that's what drives you know drives this development and drives this competition yep just win the right way that's, <laughs> that's right what it is that's right hashtag win it right <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so we've now officially spent two episodes together really diving into this marathon mindset, what it means to run the marathon, and also how to build a team for success. Go ahead now, let's put a bow on it. Let's wrap this thing up. Understand your run on the marathon, figure out where you are in the, in the, in the steps, and then you know, as we're going, continue to evaluate. You know, there may be times where our, 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 we, we need a little more, we need to give a little more love to culture. Maybe sometimes we need to give a little more love to development. Um, and then there may be times where, where uh, you know, our winning needs to, needs to get better. You know? But um, just, just once we know where we are and we know the steps, then we can, we can, keep, uh, we can keep rolling. We're now gonna go ahead and go to organic of the week. And so, you know, you've had to now bring two organic items, which is, struggle. how do you feel about that struggle? It's been a struggle, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. And so I had to really be creative with my first one. Yeah, um, dear, dear me. Yeah, which I yeah. got a lot of, um, you know, feedback on both sides from, I, you know, again, it's a controversial- A lot of know, deer hunters in this topic, area. You know, so. Yes. I, All right. I, these are your rules, so I'm, yeah. Hey, yeah. that's right. That's how we make this show interesting, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And we challenge our guests to bring something unique mm -hmm. and organic. So what do you have for us today? Yeah, so today uh, I have some organic uh, salsa, some organic <laughs> chips and salsa for us today. So um, this was a, this is an all Perfect. Yeah, this is an yeah. Aldi find. This is, this is like not open yet. Oh, it's not even open yet? No. Okay, I, there you go. You, do I get to do the honors? Yes. Okay, here yes. we go. Put it up here. Yeah. Oh, oh. Episode four, training room episode is brought to you by Casa Mamita. <laughs> Organic chipotle and lime salsa. Uh, this is definitely not a sponsored episode. But here we go, cheers. Organic salsa. It's definitely got like a smokiness to it. It's very smoky. That's where that chipotle comes into play. You know, you got the lime right away. It's not a chunky salsa, which I like. I don't like chunky salsas. Um, yeah, that's good salsa, man. Yeah. yeah. Who needs lunch when you can just eat that? Well, it's been really awesome having you here now, back-to-back -back episodes and just really diving into this mindset. Thank you for taking the time to, to come onto the show and to, to share your passion and your heart for making sure that youth sports, uh, particularly baseball and softball, is, is doing it the right way and, and that everyone's having a, a healthier mindset. Yeah, thanks, Paul. It's been, it's been a blast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today. I'm excited for more episodes to come. You guys can go ahead and stay updated with us on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Extreme Pride 99. Thank you very much and enjoy the rest of your day.